Hello and welcome to Drop the Ball! Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. We're excited. Meow. We're okay. We're not doing all this now. <laughs> okay, we're doing all the sounds. Never mind. Right. So, we're here to drop the ball. It is the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. We talked about that last week. Yeah, big dubs. And so now we're like, okay, how are we going to improve this team? But we're not going to talk about that this week because we got better things to talk about. Well, better things to talk about. Well, we have another sport to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're right. Okay, so we do have to talk about baseball because baseball is maybe Jackson and I's favorite sport, even though it the is Chiefs. My favorite. I I don't care how well the Chiefs do. I no, yeah, the, the the Royals I like more than the Chiefs. I, like, I hate Un, to say it, a as Royals terrible World as that series is, will always mean more to me than. The yeah, Super I know, Bowl right? Game. Yeah. So I mean, like, no love lost to the Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. Very close second. Yeah. But baseball is the one and only sport for me. So Yeah, I would 100% agree with you. Um, so now we are in baseball season, and the Royals, you know what? I know we've been on this podcast before talking about Hunter Dozier being in the lineup and it going to be scary. Like, I know we <laughs> – I know – We've seen some dark times. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. We know that this has been terrible. And we've said that they've been that they were gonna be good, and people are gonna we, be good. And you said they were gonna be good. I said their ceiling, absolute ceiling, was like maybe a wild card. Well, that, that was last year. I'm talking about like the Andrew Benintendi, Whit Merrifield led. Oh, oh, like 20, 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they were in first place for like a month, a month. They had like the best and all of us on here were so history. excited to <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> God. Yeah, it felt like we actually were gonna get to talk about cool shit for once in our lives. God, take me back, man. Take uh, me back. No, actually, don't take me back. Yeah, I don't, don't want to live. I don't want to live. Time, that the time again. was great. Time was great. I don't need to watch that Royals baseball anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they suck dick at the end of the year. Anyway, we're here to talk about the 2024 Kansas City Royals, mm -hmm. and uh, we were gone, by the way, for a long time because of uh, my employment. And I was gone, at yep. gone, and so we the missed last a lot time either of. of us had a job. Yeah. Well. Anyway. So. <laughs> so. so um, we haven't talked a lick of baseball. It literally at all, and, and we were like, we're gonna make this Royals episode, and it's gonna rock. And so, like, yeah, we've been talking, we've I'm been not, talking our jazz about it for a while. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front to you guys. This might be like. An hour and a half plus. So buckle down. It's not going to be an hour and a half. Throw this bad boy on for your road trips. We got a lot to talk about, man. I, I do agree with you. And we do have a lot to talk ball, about. As always. Well, and yeah, America's favorite segment. We're not going to leave America We're not hanging. Gonna skip America's favorite segment. Why would we skip America's favorite segment? I, I feel know. like that that would just put us like we don't already don't have listeners. I feel like our listeners would be like, like the fuck this show. We're the not four listening that to it anymore. Would be like this sucks. No, no uh, excuse me. Uh, we had more than twenty last week. Did we really? You. Who's listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> Who is listening to this? Um, yeah, you know what? I'll take this moment to shout out William. Shout out William Quinn. Um, that dude. I grew up next to him. Joseph's he, brother? No, 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 no. Not the oh, actor. Okay. Um, I grew up next door to him. Uh, he moved in when I was like in high school, 
uh, maybe maybe middle school. So he's, he's he's getting ready to graduate this year, high school. Um, about to be a big boy, uh, and I know for a fact that he listens to these. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to apologize to him live on air for having to listen to the beginning of last episode. Last week's um, episode. We don't want to spoil it. If you want to go back and listen don't to it, don't. We're not going to spoil it. I didn't know it was going to make it. And he DMs me and goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad for this dude because he's known since the, he was like five. Off dude. the rip. Like, yeah. Off the rip. Off the rip. It gets pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, so, I, William, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Stuff out there. Um, thank you for listening, though. You probably are the most loyal listener. So, shout out. Man. Man. Man, okay, let's get into this Royals team. Maybe maybe we'll get 25 listeners for the Royals. Hey, <laughs> hey man, we're, they are really surprising some people this offseason. So a lot of people, not I, some. I like, think yeah, it's just about everybody, I think. I mean, if you spend $100 million plus in the offseason, well, more than that, if you want to like be specific with all of the other stuff that happened with right, – Right. A uh, potential extension that we're about to talk about. Yeah, but yeah. should we go backwards to forwards or should we start from the Let's beginning? Let's start from the beginning, man. You start from the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Do you got a timeline? I do have a timeline. It's That's why I was... Uh, so well, baseball it's all in my head, but I'll forget like the first person that we signed this offseason. I will forget <laughs> who this person is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Garrett Hampson yeah. is the first person. Yeah. I think we should start out with like some subtractions maybe. Yeah, we can aren't on the gone. team anymore. Yeah. Probably uh, Matt Duffy's not coming back. Man, I, fuck. he was really good for about now, a month. Yeah, here's the thing. And like, I he served his purpose. I have no hate for the guy. Yeah, I'll. It's a it's a little tough out there. I'll be honest, but he'll latch on somewhere. He, oh, he he, he did sign. He did sign somewhere. I oh, can't yeah. remember who it yeah. was. Yeah, I think to be Red honest, seen it. But, but yeah, I mean, he he he'll latch on. He'll get on somewhere and he'll play. 40 games to 60 games. Yeah. And that'll be great. That'll be fine. That'll be exactly what we need from him. So, well, and then you also talk about Zach Grinke being his last, potentially his last time being as a Royal. Yeah. He's still a free agent as of this, the recording of this episode. Absolutely no clue um, what the plan is there. Uh, Personally, I would love, I would love to see him come back and hit 3,000 strikeouts with the Royals. Um, but his market, his camp has been super quiet. Um, I haven't heard a lick of like rumors regarding like not just the Royals but any team. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens there if he just retires. Um, but I know that there was like people saying he's interested in playing still. So yeah. Um, not to mention if I mean if he. If he comes back and gets 3,000 strikeouts with any team, not just ours, I mean, I think that pretty much cements him for Cooperstown. So. Yeah, I would say that that's very accurate. I think that him going to Cooperstown is probably going to happen, and it's probably going to be one of those names like uh, like last year, the third baseman from the Cardinals, Seth uh, Rogan. Rogan. Seth, Seth Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, Seth Rogan. Love that Remember guy. Remember him? Yeah, baseball uh, legend. Yeah, baseball legend. Um, I can't think of his name right now. I don't know why I can't, but – Third baseman for the Cardinals who made it into the Hall of Fame last year. Uh, Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland. Two years ago, wasn't it? I guess that was, yeah, two years yeah. ago now. But like, Cause I thought you were going to mention Todd Helton when you were talking no, no, about no, this. No, 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 no. But yeah, Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland um, really received a lot of the votes because of the steroid era. And I do yeah. think that Zach Grinke is going to, not not the steroid era, he's not going to feel the effects of that. But I think Zach Grinke will make it into the Hall of Fame off of 
pure circumstance of being one of one in Major League Baseball. Right, right. So I think well, that he got, deserves to he's be He's got there, so. some of the numbers to back it up. I he mean, does, 100%. He has, he has struck, struck it out the most individual people in baseball history, um, which yeah. speaks to his longevity. Over 1,000 people. Um, yeah, 1,000 different people. Different people, yeah. Um, which speaks to his longevity within the sport. Um, I mean, he's he's been in the league since 2004. I mean, he's going on his 20th season if he manages to yeah, l- latch onto a team this year. That's crazy. Um, and he's been in the upper kind of echelon of pitchers mm-hmm. in just about every single one of those seasons. It's kind of crazy to me that he hasn't actually won a World Series. I mean, it was on it those on those stinks. good Dodgers teams, and then yeah. the one year he had like an insane, untouchable year. Jake Arrieta just decided to have like a tick better. That's why he lost the Cy Young again. Yeah. Yeah. Like he would, he would be a, like a first ballot. Ho- first ballot hall of famer if it wasn't for just crazy anomalies happening yeah he's played on multiple teams that have won world series within like two or three years of him being on there and um, he just does not he doesn't end up on the team when they win it yeah it's crazy like we've said he's kind of had a little bit of luck bad luck with um with uh kind of the performance of other people when he's having his breakout seasons he has won a Cy young so you know but baseball give him not an individual sport at all, not his sport. Um, he was yeah. as dominant as he could be, as he could have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. I, yeah. I would love to sign him back, even as a bullpen yeah. guy. He needs like twenty six strikeouts. I'd love to see so. him come back, but Jordan Lyles, of course, is still there, and I just don't think that they'll get rid of him. They should. There's, but no, there's no way. Jordan, we'll, we can talk about this later. There's yeah. no way with uh, some of the other just, uh, other additions. Jordan Lyles is on this team. I, I just he's still in the roster in their spring no training, shot. dude. I don't think there's that he's no gonna shot. leave. Anyway. Uh, uh, Let's get into the free agents, the free agency outlook. Now, I kind of want to talk just two seconds beforehand, and I know this is like so, like months after this has happened. But like going into the off season, I want to say that I was really interested to see what the team was going to do, only because they said, "Hey, this is a 2023 is an evaluation yeah. season. Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna see what happens and then go from there." And I mean, Jackson and I, and you listening right now know the Royals, and that means, okay, you just don't want to spend any money. Okay, We're going to lose. Yeah. So get ready. And Which so was I, refreshing at the time yeah. because we had heard a bunch of every year, we're looking to at least be competitive. And then they'd trot out and Carlos terrible. Santana and, yeah. Like, yeah, 35-year-old people. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. But so I was very interested to see what they would actually do and actually change. And, hey, man. The answer was a lot. I said it would be okay if it was an evaluation season and they sucked. And I even say it on the on the podcast. I said I don't give a fuck if oh, they yeah. if they lose a yeah. hundred fucking games. We were the send most local. Figure everybody it out, out yeah. there and figure out who you got and then go from there. And then once they figured that out, it seemed like they put a plan of attack out to see who they wanted to get here and over three hundred million dollars the Royals spent on free agency. It, this yeah. this offseason. And it doesn't seem like they missed out on a lot of guys that they wanted. That's a little hindered because of the Bobby Wood Jr. extension. Right, but still. But still, still. $100 million plus before. Yeah. So, wow. Absolutely crazy. Now, should we just go name, 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 or name and then talk about them? Um, we could just do name, 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 and then talk about the ones we like. And talk about the ones we just like. Rattle it off real quick. Because if we go name, talk about them, it's a yeah. two-hour episode. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're gonna start from the top. First, first move that may, that happened, Garrett Hampson, and I think all of us were like, who, "Why the fuck did it, Garrett Hampson?" I was like, "This is Jordan Lyles again." It's who it knows? Was, it was Duffy again. Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
I actually think he has a potential to like really take over a position. Like if he's actually good, I don't think he will be. He won't. Um, I think that he'll literally just be as he'll go in for anybody who needs a doff day, like yeah. literally anybody. So I think Garrett Hampson, definitely a veteran, definitely somebody that the Royals are like, Hey, he's played in the playoffs. Like, He's not great, but he's somebody who has the experience and he knows what he's doing, okay? So, I mean, that was at least the front. Now, here we go. Now we're getting into it. The Royals traded for Nick Anderson, relief pitcher from the Atlanta Braves, for cash considerations. If you don't know who Nick Anderson was, he was or Nick Anderson is, he was one of the best relievers in baseball in 2020 and 2021. He got hurt at the end during the 2021 season and in 2022, he was still – or in the 2021 season. And in 2023, he played for the Braves and was pretty good, okay? But the Braves are just one of those teams. They have so much shit that they're like, okay, fuck it, who cares? And just traded away to the Royals for cash. So maybe he's terrible, maybe he's not. But this bullpen needed a lot of freaking help. Like literally so much help. Some of the the worst team ERA – in the major leagues, one of the that worst. That was the bullpen. That was the whole. Ro- that was. The That's whole the rotation. That That's the pitching. Staff. Pitching was, of course, was at the, the top of the weak list. Point. At the, the weak point. Yeah, and also everybody talking about. Okay, well, because JJ Piccolo was saying, well, we really got screwed in at the beginning of the season in 2023, and all of our pitchers got hurt, and then we didn't know what to do. So it really, they are really trying to fill those gaps. You want me to keep going on this list? Okay, Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright can't pitch in 2024, but we did trade Jackson Coar for him, so somebody wanted him, which is crazy. In, in the one season he has been healthy, he was fantastic. So yeah, so we'll see. That he's a tot. He's definitely he'll start in 2025. Toss up. We'll the, see. The fact that you got him for Jackson Coar is honestly, yeah. I mean, that's that's a dude who before the injury proved that he could do it. Well, so and also, yeah, like you said, proved he could do it, but also. If this offense is able to like actually get into groove when he's starting to pitch, then as well, then you got something cooking. Uh, we will see what Kyle Wright has to has to say. We won't see him for another year, yeah, so we won't talk about him. Will Smith came back, freaking getting the boys together, and Will Smith uh, called one of his friends, Chris Stratton, and said, "Okay, hey, come on, come to town." So Will Smith and Chris Stratton also adding to the bullpen. Three bullpen pieces. Does anybody see anything? They're a trend here. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then, the, at the time, the third highest contract the Royals had literally ever given out to anybody was Seth Lugo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which makes me want to literally put a bullet um, in my head, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, I – this one is the one that you needed to overpay, and they did overpay a little bit. But who knows? Maybe in his age 34, 35 seasons, he's, he'll just – put everything into it and we'll see i was not a big fan of the of the signing at the time but i was a fan of the royals like at least at least attempting to over overpay and outspend another i liked the concept it's probably the scariest move they made this year all things considered Um, they committed money and years to a 32 year old 34 year old 34 year old that has pitched one season as a starter in his career so um it was a great season. It was a solid season as a starter, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, it's 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 the scariest. But we'll have to see how it pans out. We can talk more about it in a second. Yeah, and I think at the time it seemed more like 
it wasn't so much of like, oh, dang, he's not really that great. I think it really just was a, a sign of the Royals are trying. It was a pulse. You know? It was a pulse. And who knows what's going to happen from this point out, but they're looking for another arm, so we'll see. And I think this was also an, an arm that we had, at least I had talked to you about, was like, Seth Lugo sounds like a fucking Kansas City Royal. Sounds like Literally Royal. sounds like somebody the Royals will go spend stupid money on. And nope. you know what? They did. So, yeah. So Seth Lugo. And then here's the one Jackson was waiting for. My boy. Which was Michael Walker. Oh. Signing Michael Walker to a two year uh one year contract with a mutual not mutual, it's a player option, player option. for twenty twenty five. I think this one is a gonna be a really sneaky under the radar move because if they could be really good, it's gonna really be on the back of Je- Michael Walker. Yeah, so. I mean he's I, personally I think he should be the opening day starter. It'll be Lugo yeah. just because they paid him more. I think. No, I don't um, think so. I don't think that'll be the I, case. I hope it's Walker. I hope I it's Michael Walker. It'll I think, be Walker or Reagan's. I, I think. think he's. I think he's the best pitcher on this staff. I think Reagan's has a chance to over kind of. Take, he, he has a chance to take that. He's got to prove. He's got to prove it though. Um, but yeah, I yeah, think Walker's coming it. off of this, his two best back to back seasons of his career. Uh, I I wanted him after last off season, um, and then he signed a three year deal, and then there was a whole a whole thing with the Padres not wanting to pay him basically. Yeah, opt outs um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so I'm I am very glad, very glad that we ended up getting him. I wanted him bad last year. I wish we could have signed him to a longer deal, honestly, but. Um, odds are he's a one year one year royal kind of guy. But yeah, he could pitch very well for us in that one year and maybe help us out. And who knows? Like, I know we don't really want to talk about this, but if the Royals aren't really as good, or worst case scenario, Michael Walker's not really that good, he signs his player option and he stays for twenty twenty five. And you got Kyle Wright, Michael Walker, Seth Lugo, Cole Reagans, and whoever you else you want to sign. Right. You know, so I think that. Worst case scenario is he's not as good this year and he ends up coming back. But right, yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Like we'll be lucky if he throws a three point eight ERA out there because God. that means he probably comes back for another year. <laughs> you, you think if he puts oh, up a yeah. three point eight, he comes got, back? He's got back to back years of three point two five, three point two four. Yeah, but he's still gonna test the market again. Yeah, but three point eight won't get him the money that the Royals owe him. He's getting paid. Ooh. Forgot his option for twenty twenty five. It's yeah, it's the same as his as his. It's like it's, it's thirteen million, sixteen million, something like, like that. S- I think it's sixteen million a year. You're not gonna get sixteen million a year for three point eight. Oh, it's seventeen because it was thirty four million. Yeah, for yeah, both. You're, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get sixteen mil for seventeen million. So um, yeah, maybe he might learn from Michael I Stroman. Think, like who knows? Cause I think I think if he if he does anything less than a three point five and like one hundred fifty innings. He'll probably stay for another year. Yeah, because Marcus Stroman, a pitcher for the for the Cubs last year, recently signed for in twenty twenty three, recently signed with the Yankees. He had a twenty million dollar option, yeah. declined it, went to go test the market, and didn't get anywhere near that. Yep. So yeah, who knows? Maybe Michael Walker will be like, "Hey, I want to come back." We'll see. Uh, Michael Walker, and then like literally, I think twenty minutes later or like an hour later, they signed Hunter Renfro yeah, to a deal. That was a crazy day, which was absolutely crazy. I was in the, I was in a bus, just freaking, freaking out. Uh, Hunter Renfro is one that really, if you want to think about it, is an X factor on this team as Off well. Off a couple of years, but I mean, yeah, he's been an All Star. He's got thirty plus home run potential. 
And he plays solid defense. Yeah. In right field. A great arm. Uh, defense is, I think, a little below average from like the jump standpoint and stuff like but that. He from makes up for it, and the fact—I yeah. mean, if he gets his glove on it, he'll catch it, and he's got a great arm. And he's got a great bat, so that's the really yeah. the reason why yep. he's there. And I really think that Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I, I don't know. You could make a case for all the veterans that are being added to be X-Factors, but I think he is definitely one that is important. Uh, Adam Frazier was one that came out came out of nowhere and came out of left field. Yeah. For me, we we had some, some report in the middle of like Jan- at the beginning of January that they were looking for a left-handed hitting infield bat, and everyone was like, I don't know why, okay. but we'll see. You've got some prospects, but okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that they really just want to make sure they have everything covered. I think after, after they committed, I think they saw a fan response. Um, and we could talk about more about the ballpark and everything later. And I think they wanted to make, they wanted to maintain fan response at a, at a high point. Um, and they also probably didn't feel super, super confident in Michael Massey, unfortunately. Um, or rather also a lack of yeah. lefties just in general. So I yeah. think, I think what it was is they said, if we need to add a lefty anyways, the best spot to do it is probably second base or in, in, in infield spot, but specific, more specifically second base. And, um, uh, I think that's kind of where those dominoes fell. Yeah, and I think Frazier, more than anything, as well, plays the outfield. And I think that they're just looking for people that – utility yeah, players yeah. that can play anywhere. Like, Hampson can play anywhere. Uh, Frazier can play anywhere. There's, there is so, enough wild cards that are coming off of really good seasons mm-hmm. that I think um, – or even really good end of the seasons that I think they really want to try to cover their bases. They're willing yeah. to overspend a little bit to make sure that um, – when inevitably one of those wild cards does not live up to the expectations that they set last year, yeah, they have someone that can at least come in and be like a league average veteran presence type, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. Um, Adam Frazier and also Adam Frazier also has a, I think it's a mutual option for 2025, but it's like fucking $8 million and he's not going to get picked up by it unless he has like an insane season. He's not going to get picked up by it. Um, and then uh, one that happened this week, happened really recently, uh, John Schreiber yep. was traded from the Red Sox to the Royals. Royals really being active. The most active team in free agency. A, a, a couple uh, – Aside from, like, maybe the Dodgers? Yeah, and free agency oh, and they haven't even they've, – they've, uh, they've just promised more money. I don't think they've made the same amount yeah. of moves. Yeah, you're right. I think that you're probably correct. J- John Schreiber – now, the Royals did give up a pretty decent prospect arm for John Schreiber. They gave up David Sandlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of an under-the-radar prospect arm, honestly. But yes. He's like, I don't one of think the, a lot of people really knew too much about him, but yeah. a lot of people who followed loved him. He's Well, he's one of the Royals' guys. He's one yeah. of the dudes that the Royals developed, which is, I think, the reason why well, a, lot of people, a lot of people are kind of booing the move. It's because... It's a show of the Royals actually developing pitching, and then they're just getting rid. I of mean, it. he had he had half a season. Did he even have a full season? He had a full season this year. Did he? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, he I drafted th- in twenty twenty two. I think he was he was one of those guys that was kind of raw coming out of college. Um, I mean, I saw him play for Oklahoma a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, but he had the stuff. I think they probably. I don't know if they had to do really too much development in terms of getting his stuff ready. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of probably approach from the mound. Um. That being said, I, I think, yeah, like I think a lot of people saw improvements from him pretty quickly out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they really liked his stuff. He's got a lot of kind of, um, oh, it's a word I don't really like using, um, intangibles. He has a lot of intangibles for the next level. I think people people like that his, his breaking balls move a lot and his, his fastball's got a little bit of run, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that being said, Schreiber is has probably been a top ten reliever in the MLB for the past two seasons. Uh, if you combine the past two seasons, uh, I wouldn't say top ten, but he's been pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of relievers, so I mean, what, what, what's his you ERA include over two seasons? If you include two? closers in that, or if you're only re- including relievers in that, I mean, that's that's. I but mean, you're right. It was three, he had like a, a three point something year, like three oh oh ERA maybe even. Yeah, two point um, nine ERA over his past two seasons. If you combine them both, yeah, his 2022 season he had like a two point two yeah. ERA, and year. then last year he was a three point something, uh, like five or six. But like, that's not going to scoff at fine. That. Um, Here's the thing. Yeah. And he's got three years of control. I think um, that's the biggest thing. That's for the why Royals. they had to give up Sandlin if, instead of like Cox yeah. or Marsh. And I really do think that the Royals trust their pitching development staff if they're willing to give up somebody who they developed already. Like yeah. they, this isn't even including some of the the uh, the picks that they have in this past draft in 2023. So who knows? Maybe they like who they have. Maybe they think that they. Like he's expendable. I like. So to, I like knows? to think that they probably had some sort of a conversation with the pitching development team, and we're like, "Hey, are we gonna regret it if we let this guy go?" And they might have. I mean, they might have. They might have said yes. Who knows? But odds are, um, the reaction was along the lines of, "You know, he's got he's got some projectables." But at the end of the day, like I think for Schreiber, this is probably the right type of move. Like you, yeah. he's he's. 23 already i think mm-hmm. um and he is still in low a high a maybe by the end of the year um and at this rate he's not going to make it to the major leagues until for another like, what two years probably probably maybe even three um at that point who knows if unless if he blows up, up or yeah. or or closed or if if we even still have half the dudes that we have signed to long-term contracts right now so. and i really do think that it it really echoes the whole idea of the Royals are now in this new brand of like, hey, we're not going to just hold on to people and just see what happens. Right, right. And like, and I think Dayton Moore would not have made this move. Oh, never. Uh, never. Like Dayton Moore would not have made a trade a pitcher, young pitcher for, the, especially when the team is about to be on the come up, not necessarily there yet. You know, right. like we saw that he was able to trade for Cueto and Zobrist, but that's different stories. Um. I think that yeah, he David Sandlin could be a monster for the Red Sox. Who knows? Who right, knows? Right. But all we can play with right now is that the Royals got better. Okay, and that's what you can that's what you can say. And they've completed basically their best office off season that they've of the Royals history almost uh, best. And you signed Bobby Wood Jr. to an extension. Most active, no question. Um, highest spending, absolutely. I think it's definitely probably up there without without knowing for sure some of the uh, the past mm-hmm. ones. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely got to be probably top three in terms of just the type of production you brought in. Um, I think in terms of fan reaction, it's got to be up there. Yeah. Um, and generally, just in terms of filling the holes that you have, like we've seen enough years, especially with Dayton Moore towards the end, where there was pretty blatant glaring holes, and either just didn't get filled because we seemed to think that there was a guy getting ready to come up that could fill it. Or we went and got some like thirty-six-year-old who hasn't, who's like four years past his prime, you know, like yeah, like I'm totally for going and getting older dudes if they're still like within a year of doing something cool or you know like consistently still doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to take the risk and and be the team that signs 
a 35 year old power hitter off of a 40 home run season and he yeah. comes in comes in for us and only hits like 25 you know mm-hmm. like at the very least there was recent history of success uh, this year was the first year in probably five years that we went out and signed dudes that have had peak success in their careers within the last like year and a half two years yeah I would agree and with you. for that I can only applaud them um, and and be at least vaguely hopeful yeah exactly I I I think that the last thing the last addition we need to talk about is the rule five draft the rule five draft you pick a player uh, from the minor leagues and they have to be on your roster for the entire entirety of the season if they are not you have to trade them back to the team that you took them from uh, so uh, we picked Matt Sauer from the New York Yankees and he will probably be in the bullpen most definitely but he was a starter for the Yankees so who knows what they're gonna do with him uh, they're kind of running out of bullpen or out of rotation spots but we'll probably get into like overview of who, who's playing where a little later but um but Matt Sauer, who knows? Like, we'll see what he turns into. Might be Walking Story. Walking Story was a uh, was a um, was a Rule Five pick. That would be a perfect closer to just like wrap it up. That would be fucking awesome. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't think that that will happen. Uh, with all of the additions that you see that we just told you about, you know, one thing that you have to know: uh, they had to get rid of people to put people on the roster. So who'd they get rid of? So let's look at who the Royals subtracted. Submod Taylor was traded to the Mariners. So that was a fun little prospect. Uh, unfortunately, uh, needs to be seen somewhere else. Jonathan Heasley was traded to the Baltimore Orioles. Taylor Clark was traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. Max Castillo still sits around in uh, free agency. Uh, Dylan Coleman was traded to the Astros. Probably the most surprising one out of all, if you really think about it. Colin Snyder was also DFA'd, so uh, we don't got to deal with him. And last but not least, a favorite on this show, Edward Olivares. R.I.P. Was traded to the Pittsburgh Pirates for it. Thank you. That's good. Cool. Um, R.I.P. Edward Olivares. He's not yeah. dead. He just lives in Pittsburgh, so he might as well be. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who knows? He'll probably be turned into, like, I don't know, Barry Bonds out there. We'll yeah, see. he's going to, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Bobby, even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll fucking see. Um, and a quick little note, because I thought it was funny. We forgot. We don't update the the notes on this show that often. It, and when I say we, I mean me. Yeah. Matt so uh, it was funny just to look up and see Cox, Marsh, and Heasley as three of the things we wanted to talk about on one of the shows Ugh. in the past. Like one of the most recent shows that we talked God, about. God, I want to kill myself. He's not even that. a royal anymore. I mean, he's in a royal. Alec Marsh is still there. We'll see what they do with him. Who knows? Yeah, and Cox and, is injured. And he's right? injured. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He had to have. Uh, I think he had to have like a ACL. Yeah, yeah it wasn't ACL. TJ. It wasn't TJ. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's what happened in the offseason, and that took 20 minutes to discuss. So uh, let's discuss now what we think. <laughs> what we like about it. Yeah, what we like about it. No, um, I think we're really just kind of kind of talk about who's going to sit in the positions, who's yeah. going to be there, outlook of what the team should be. Um, I think the first thing that we should say, though, is that the whole reason why all these moves were made is because the Central, the AL Central, is a winnable division. It's weak. 
It's very weak. The only two teams that I would say are really in the competition race right now are Detroit and the Twins. I the the Guardians love to come in and make it a race for no reason, just because. <laughs> yeah. Just because they Fucking sit sounds right like around dog. sit ar- they sit right around five hundred, and no team in the Central really wants to win more than fi- fucking fifty percent of their games. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, we'll see, but uh, I think part of the reason a lot of these moves happened, um, and I actually uh, I wrote about this for Farm to Fountains when uh, talking <laughs> about uh, <laughs> talking about our expectations and what they should be for Qua- Matt Quarchero. Um Sneak peek, there shouldn't be any. Um, it's the first time he's literally had a had roster that's worth a damn. Roster, yeah. Um, but I think uh, one thing I mentioned was that if he was going to surprise anybody, it would be by coming out and winning the Central. Um, I don't know if we have the dudes to do that. I don't know what other teams are going to look like. The Twins still have some guys. The um, Twins got rid of pitching, though, which they did was the their strength yeah. of their team. Um but it'll be interesting to see exactly how it pans out. I, I don't know. I, I think I think it is pro- very easily the worst division in baseball, um, AL or NL. Um, and we'll kind of have to see – we'll kind of have to see what happens. But it, it's very clear that the White Sox aren't competitive. Um, and I think we can expect that it, the Guardians are going to win yeah. 80 to 85 games. So if you can somehow manage to sneak to 90 – you possibly win this division. If you can get the Guardians to lose some games to the rest of the league and you can beat them in their in your close matchups, you should be fine. But like they will just be a pest. They will just always be a pest. They're, yeah, they're the measuring stick. And also, um the White Sox are the Royals now. They're yeah. it's a retirement yeah. home for like, the Royals. Like any any player that was not quite good enough to play on the Royals from like twenty fifteen to now is now on their team. Um so we'll have to see what the hell that plan is. Yeah, um, Chris so Getz. I feel famous, bad. famous, famous Kansas City Royal. Chris Getz is now the GM of yeah. the White Sox. So we'll see what happens. I feel. There, I feel man. bad for uh, um, Pedro Grafal because that dude. They are setting that dude. Dude, man, they are setting that motherfucker up to get fired. I, dude, I bet you, I would be him and Andrew Benintendi both, dude. Both of them, I would be going to the front office, and be like, "What the fuck happened?" I tried to get here? away from these dudes, man. Yeah, what the well, hell? Well, not even that. It, I'd be like, "We literally had one of the better rosters," and like, I thought getting a Cuban presence in that locker room with Pedro Grafal would be they'd like good. Keep some of the Cuban dudes, yeah, not or like fuck, get more, yeah, or not have just like the whitest person ever manage their team, Tony Larusa, yeah, and like yeah. can't even communicate with his own players, type of shit, yeah, and somehow that was even better. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how, or I don't know. Why. But the White Sox I, are fucking shit up. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what the hell's going on with. Watch them, them like fucking win. Yeah, win. The <laughs> um, I'll I'll, um, I'll I'll execute myself live on fucking TV. <laughs> I'll tase my ball sack if um, this happens. Yeah. Finally, I everyone's high on the Tigers. I don't know why. Um, I mean, it's AJ Hinch and their young. A lot of people like their young players a lot. Torkelson kind of showed out a little bit last year. Casey Mize is coming back from Tommy John. Kinta Maeda I mean, uh, is in the rotation. Like I. I Jack Flaherty. They've got some names, but I I don't know if I'd commit to any of them being consistent. All the Tigers enough. I think all the Tigers are are young guys that have proven they've they can win a little bit more than the Royals. That's I think that's literally all the Riley Tigers. Green, are. Yeah, like I they've got a lot. Of, I honestly, genuinely, I feel like they are last year's Royals with like one extra arm. To be completely honest with you, like they've got some dudes. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, oh, who's the 
They've got one pitcher that like is like was like an almost a Cy Young winner last year. You take the Tarek Scooball? Yeah, Scooball. I mean, he's decent. Is he still there? He's great. Yeah, he's lefty. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I yeah, they got some pitching there. They've got some pitching. I, I their don't, bullpen's pretty ass. I don't. Their bullpen's bad. I don't trust, and I don't trust their hitting to give their pitching enough run support right now. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. a couple. They've got a couple dudes that can hit. Um. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we kind of rambled about the central there, but I think. Yeah. Once again, going back to the going back to these Kansas City Royals, it starts and ends, and the pulse of the team goes through the three hundred million dollar man, two hundred eighty eight point six million dollar million dollar man, Bobby Witt Jr. signing a contract extension, eleven years, has an opt out after the seventh season, and then consecutive seasons until the contract is over. So, like, we'll see how that happens, but he could, for right now, yeah. He's in Kansas City for his twenties. Like he's here, he's family yeah. through through age thirty. He'll be here. Yeah, and there's a potential that he's under contract until he's thirty four. So. Yeah, like if everything happens and like we're the best team in the Major League Baseball and everything's dandy and everything, then he might be here for forever, and we'll see. And then he'll be with Patrick Mahomes on the mountaintop of Kansas City legends of all time, and it'll be awesome, and it'll be great, and we'll be excited. But who knows? Uh, but Bobby Witt Jr. Truly, he was just ranked as the twentieth best player in Major League Baseball by uh MLB? by MLB Network. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes for the twenty twenty four season. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's top three shortstop in baseball right now. I would um, agree with you. There's a there's an argument there's an argument that if if uh, Seager doesn't do replicate what he did last year, he's number one. So, um. I think there's there's building blocks, and if you want to start talking about him, I would love to get into some of the people that I think are going to be mainstays, mm-hmm. and and people that I think we need to be ready for mm-hmm. to take us to a central division win if we're going to. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's get his name out of the way just so we're done. I really hope that Salvi can fucking just absolutely dominate with a team that he can actually play on 265 Seriously. 35 bombs and a little bit of protection in the batting line in the in the order in the lineup and and, he, and he's money I yeah think he's good i that's all i'll say about salvi everybody knows about him yeah nobody cares about anything i else. think but as, cogs in the lineup can, who are you, you can, talking about if you can uh, yeah i cogs in the lineup um it'll be interesting to see where it everybody falls just seems like you were no yeah yeah say it'll someone. be it'll be interesting to see where everybody falls um but there are absolutely some dudes to place before and after salvador perez that force you to pitch to him and because he can hit a ball anywhere in the zone, you don't want to pitch to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, um, guaranteed to hit before him is Bobby Wood Jr. and Michael Garcia. Yeah. Um, both of those dudes absolutely um, can get on base, are absolute weapons in the base paths, um, and know what they're doing with a bat in their hands. Uh, we've heard a lot of a lot of uh, chatter about Michael Garcia, a little bit of power pop down in the Dominican Winter League. Um, also, a v- massive spike in energy off the bench. Like I, last year it seemed like he was pretty quiet, go with the flow, um, and now he's hitting home runs and sparking fights, bench clearing brawls. Yeah, I'm like fucking the what the League. hell, dude? And, and do this now. In an interview, he's made it pretty clear he plans on bringing that to the Royals. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I know you're huge on Michael. I fucking Garcia. love Michael. I, well, I just like Michael because I think that who genetics are important, and I really do think he is he is cousins to 
the Acuna brothers and Alcides Escobar. And I think that he does kind of fit the Alcides Escobar type way more. But if you look at his swing and you look the way that you look at the way he swings the bat, you can't say that Ronald Acuna's like swing, like bat path looks tremendously different from his. Right. Is yeah. that that's the only thing I'd say? I, I'm not comparing I, yeah. them as players. He's, I'm just saying that yeah. they look similar. And if you're looking for somebody to potentially like break out for the 2024 season. I think Michael's one of those people. I think Kaufman will not help him though. So I, Kaufman won't help him. I, I think any t- as long as he's playing in a, in a pitcher's park, uh, I'd be surprised to see him top ten home runs. And also a, a point that you make too is he also might not be able to do that at the major league, do power at the major league level. Like like he might be able to take a tick off and like hit for more power right. in the Caribbean league. Right. Like he might be able to do that. Yeah. I'm not I, saying that that's I, what he's yeah, doing, but I, it's I see a lot of people talk about possible. power in the Dominican Winter League. I see a lot. Of, I saw a lot of people talking about power, a power pop that he had in the minor leagues before he came up. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot stress enough that minor league baseball in the Kansas City Royals organization is made for hitters. Um, a lot of those parks, for some reason or another, tend to favor um, hitters. Uh, like, like the dudes will not hit home runs the same way in minor leagues as they do in the major leagues. Part of that's the pitching. Part of that's the parks. Regardless, I'd be surprised to see Michael top 10 home runs. Um, but I absolutely think that if he turns a corner, he can hit 10 home runs and bat. Yeah, hits the ball hard. Maybe even more than 300. Um, and he's also a type of dude that, in Kaufman specifically, could run into 40 doubles. Um, if he really starts to kind of get a feel for the bat with line drives. Um, I think that the peak of 10 home runs, 40 doubles, 300 plus mm-hmm. is probably a couple years out. Um, but I think we could at least see one of those develop this year. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's going to play plus defense at any yeah. position you put him at. I think that his extra base pop will definitely go up this year. Yeah. I think he'll have a lot more doubles than people expect him to do. Um, another cog. Vinny, Vinny Pasquantino, yeah, actually going to be healthy, knock on wood, for the 2024 season. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what he'll do. Literally, like, he is such an important part of the lineup yeah. when he's there. He's so. a legitimate threat to hit 335 bombs. I like genuinely, and he's going to walk. Or twenty, at least 25 bombs. He's, yeah. he's going to walk 12% of the time, 15% of the time, um, and strike out possibly, very possibly less. Um, so I think, all things considered with Vinny Pasquantino, um, He'll probably bat right before Salvador Perez, which means you know you got to pitch to him. Um, and then on the or other right side, after, right or right after even. Um, mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, um, very confidently batting after Salvador Perez is going to be Hunter Renfro. Yeah, um, Hunter Renfro is going to hit thirty home runs. I mean, in his down seasons, he's still hit thirty home runs. And especially when he literally doesn't, he doesn't have to be the thing on this team. And I right. think that right. that mentally will help him. Be even better. And well, and to be fair, he didn't have to be the thing with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on the team. Yeah, but he also but he also had a little bit of injuries mm-hmm. um, that he was playing through with the, with the Angels. Um, but but it's also one of those things with the Angels is like if you're playing with the Angels and Mike Trout, they're like you better win, you better win, you better win, you better yeah. win. Nobody wins here, you better win. And I think that with the Royals, it's like cool. If I don't win, they're really not going to yeah, kill me for this. It'll be really interesting to see what happens to his power. Um, he's the type of dude that doesn't need a hitter's part to hit 30 home runs. Yeah. I'd almost venture to guess that it might increase his batting average playing in a, in a bigger park. Yeah, potentially. Um, because, I mean, I don't know enough about his, his average launch angles. Uh-huh. Um, but he strikes me as the type of dude that hits a lot of line drives. Uh-huh. Um, and those line drives just happen to go far. Uh, I'd be very interested to see if he could run into, you know, 30 doubles, 30 home runs. 
Yeah. Um, and doing that and playing right field, I, I mean, I, I doubt he's long for KC if he does that. Um, but, I mean, that's – those four guys we just mentioned along with Salvador Perez are your are probably your one through five hitters in some order or another. Yeah. Um, I think you can almost – you could probably put money on that. Um, that and being said, there's a couple other guys that I, that I, I think are worth mentioning. Um, those are the cornerstones. Those are the guys that yeah. are absolutely going to lead this team offensively. If you're making the playoffs, those five guys are having seasons. Requi- required. Like, required. Yeah, like if you're making the playoffs, those guys are having seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you've got a Nelson Velasquez who yeah. uh, what, showed like, like he couldn't fucking be stopped last eight, year. 850 OPS. I mean, the only downside is that like almost half his hits were home runs. And it's like Chris That's Carter. not maintaining. Yeah, he's yeah. like Chris Carter. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens <laughs> – Coming into this year, That's I funny. think a lot of people are expecting a fall from grace. Um, we'll see, though. Anything you were putting in the zone for him, man, he was destroying or hitting. So, right. like, we'll we'll see how, how far that goes. If he turns into a monster, that would be crazy. I, yeah, I, very bothered as we affectionately call him. I don't know. He's kind of like, once again, like, he's one of the ones that's like... I think I think if he hits his peak, he'll, he'll look a lot like Hunter Renfro, probably. Yeah. Um, he, he's not going to bat higher than like 250, but uh-huh. there's genuine power in there for 40 yeah. home runs. And then on the flip side, you got MJ, who is coming off a really good second half of the season, but right, looks like he can be a great all around hitter. Yeah, like he can hit line drives. He can he can hit for a little bit of average. You know, he could probably give you a 270, 280 season mm-hmm. if he really figured it out. Um, and he could probably hit 25 home runs doing it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll um, he know. hasn't he hasn't done it consistently he's shown us he's shown us potential you know he's done it for a month or two at a time uh the real question is can he come out of the gate swinging at the beginning of the season Uh um, and can he maintain that for six months yeah um now moving on you got you got michael massey and adam frazier yeah which they are kind of similar kind of hitters to be completely honest with you i think Mm -hmm. the only thing is that adam frazier had a season where he could two years ago, where he hit three hundred plus and yeah. won a batting title, I think. And well, he was he didn't win the batting title. He got really bad for San Diego when he got traded there. You're right. You're right. But um, in Pittsburgh, he was great. But yeah, I mean, uh, he's not gonna. He's not in Kaufman, especially. He's not gonna hit mm-hmm. a bunch of bombs. He might sneak into fifteen. Um, oh, if dude, he if plays, he does that, I mean, he's gonna he plays be awesome. The whole season. Yeah. If he plays the whole season, he could maybe sneak into fifteen, but he's not gonna hit three hundred doing it. Yeah. Um, uh, I I think I think realistically, what that is is. Just a slightly expensive Matt Duffy type that yeah. probably has a higher hit ratio of, of giving you solid performances. Yeah. And so with Michael Massey still being in the air and Adam Frazier, yeah, kind of there, you look at center field and you're like, okay. Biggest hole in the offense, I think. Yeah. And biggest. it's Drew Waters, Kyle Isbell, Dyron Blanco, whoever the fuck they want to pick. It's dog. here's the thing. It's whoever it's whoever steps up this year and decides they want it. Dyron Blanco, way too old to be taking it from anybody. But, but if he, he does, like he was the Kinda most valuable to, by war out of all of them last year. Yeah. Um, that being said, Drew Waters has probably the highest potential out of all three of those dudes. But Kyle Isbell outhit him and outplayed him in defense last year. Um, Average-wise, yes, he did. So, uh, he was like a one home run behind. I think his OPS was higher. Um, Ooh, maybe. All things considered, um, Kyle Isbell is a guy that a lot of people have kind of poked at to kind of say – is he gonna maybe do it this year? You know, like is he gonna? If he doesn't. I don't know what he's gonna I, do. I don't know. I don't know if he's got it in him. I, I, we've talked about it on the podcast before. He's got great defense. Uh, I, but I think he, I think he, 
if he played a full season, he probably peters out at like a 10 home run, 250 guy. Yeah. And that can be a fourth outfielder for you. He can start 60 games a year. He can be yeah. a Gerard Dyson, maybe without the, the stealing, stealing basis thing. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think center field is going to be a, a kind of a, a carousel for those three guys mm-hmm. until someone decides that they can take the reins or the Royals call somebody up that can. Yeah. Um, well, and who knows what that center field option is going to look like. Right. I mean, they might even they might even do something else. Who knows? Uh, I think that that's probably something they'll address in the future, especially if they get better this year. It's yeah, something draft that they picks do later. even. They might try yeah. to go get a college bat. They can get through the lineups quick or the minors quick. Gavin Cross. And even could Gavin probably Cross play could a little bit better. of center field. Yeah. Um, one more guy. One more guy to really round it all out um, that I want to mention, mm-hmm. uh, just because he was probably my favorite story of last year. Um, Freddie Fermin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's got those numbers in him again. Um, dude was on pace for, I think, I did the numbers one time. I think he was on pace for like 25 home runs, like a 275 batting average. Great defense behind the plate. He's not going to do that. If he is, trade him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that, gonna, That's how I feel about that it. That being said, like, get rid of that him. being said, if he comes out this year and shows that he can't do that, even at as old as he is, it might almost be worth it to keep him around and maybe start shifting Salvi to that DH spot. Um, I don't love it because there are enough position players that probably aren't good enough defensively at their position to um, get most of their uh, innings there. I think that, uh-huh. I mean, like Nelson Velasquez screams DH to me. Yeah. Um, MJ might even be a better outfielder once he really starts to learn the position better. Uh-huh. Um but I, I mean, I think, I think one way or another, if he come, if Freddie Fermin comes out and has even remotely the season that he had last year, you start to have conversations. Yeah. Do we figure out if there's a spot for him in the future? Do we trade him for? Mm-hmm. I mean, God forbid, a top 100 prospect if he's hitting like that. Um, because we'll teams, a, a playoff team with absolutely no offensive catcher at all catcher offensive yeah. production from catcher at all i mean they're not going to lose anything by putting him back there defensively either yeah he's a great defensive player yeah. too. so yeah. astros might be somebody um, to look out for them yeah so i mean I, who knows maybe we'll get dylan cohen back from the astros for him um <laughs> but I, I wanted to mention him just because he's he's kind of my Oliveras a little bit i mean last year aside from bobby he was the one dude that i would go and check the box scores for just because he was fun uh-huh um, yeah yeah man but yeah, those are. I think we kind of hit everybody. But I'm gonna say the one more, Nick Lofton. Nick, Nick Lofton, Lofton is one that. Yeah, I totally forgot about he him. He might get pushed down a little bit just because of the addition of Adam he, Frazier. He but might, he might start if in he AAA, goes. But. but if he goes off in spring, I th- you have to put him on the roster. They'll try to make his like for him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't to. know who gets. Also, wouldn't be surprised if you see. Maybe Nick Lofton playing center in spring a little bit. Again, maybe to see. Yeah, he's done it in the minors, and if none of those three guys decide they want and it. And he can hit. I mean, they yeah. might just be like, screw it. He didn't it. hit bad last year there. in limited appearances. Yeah. He only had like 30 bat, bat, like plate appearances, but he looked like he could use a bat. Yeah, I don't so, think he can play center field at Kaufman, but we'll, um, I mean, we'll see. He could probably play it decently. He's athletic. I don't know I don't know how well that transfers to the air for him. Yeah. But, um, I, we we over mentioned. I think I, if you want the foundation one more time, I think you got your five. Um, you've got Hunter Renfro, Salvador Perez, um, Vinny Pasquantino, mm-hmm. Michael Garcia, and obviously Bobby Witt Jr. Um, yeah. I would look for Bobby. I don't know if we even mentioned it, but look for Bobby to have a big year this year. I, I think. Yeah, we'll. S- I I think there's a chance he regresses, but I think there's just as good of a chance that he turns it on and wins. He an proves MVP. that he yeah. proves that contract right. 
I, I, might. Yeah. I very much think that he got his contract and he's going to go out there and try to play well for his team. So Sweet. Uh, do you mind if we uh, we touch on the pitchers next week? Sure. Take a maybe leave a leave them a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of Royals garbage to kind of Royals just like just sit. Produce pr- process. Yeah. yeah. And we talked about we talked about the additions of the starting pitchers. So I think uh, I think that we we uh, we can totally do drop the ball in the mid. For sure. Yeah. Um, done. One you thing, go one first? thing I do, do want to mention. Yeah. Do it. You do um, it. It's and I won't go into detail, but I do want to say we're talking about pitchers next week. We will also probably be talking about the stadium. Hot button issue. Oh, yeah. Hot Forgot button issue. We got to get through that um, next week for sure. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple months before a big vote, uh, and there is some things to know. I like. I, I honestly, I don't know how what which way I'm swayed yet. Um, but for yeah. this week, it is definitely time for America's favorite segment. America's favorite segment. Drop the ball. If you want me to go first, I will totally go first. Sure, brother. Um, I'm going first, and one. Shout out to this amazing tweet. It says, move the A's to Utah. We're talking about some uh, expansion. Move the A's to Utah and call them the Soakland A's. You don't know what that means? I'm not explaining it to you. Yeah. So Just figure it out. Dad, figure it out. Um, also, um, my actual drop the ball. <sighs> Rob Manfred was fucking extended till the 2029 20, season. <sighs> Of ma- of to be the commissioner of Major League Baseball, but at, le- at least he's confirmed gone after that. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'll he be did almost say thirty, but he's confirmed gone. <laughs> he, he did say he's like he's done after that. The worst commissioner in sports. Uh, literally, I Goodell's close. I don't think Goodell's, Goodell's close at all. Close. Goodell totally looks after his players and definitely will 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 take yeah, a hit Manfred for him. I don't think Manfred, Manfred is a coward. Has no idea how Manfred to, is yeah. a fucking coward. Yeah, and, and he has no idea how to market the sports to younger people either. Y- yeah, he's bad. And Put me in that office, buddy. We'll yeah. Put me in that office. We'd have baseball rolling. Okay? We, I, yeah, I'd also like to say that uh that uh Jackson and I went to go see Madam Webb. That also dropped the ball. <laughs> Sucked ass. <laughs> it was bad. Wow, it was bad. Um <laughs> Wow, it was it bad. Was also, bad. they're sp- they're charging people four hundred dollars for Anthony DiSclefani jerseys on uh, on MLB dot com. So I, that's a drop the ball too. I don't know what the fuck and you're the doing. Suck ass now. So. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, so they're bad. Here we go. A little drop the ball round table there. Um, uh, yeah, I'll take them all. <laughs> uh, a clip came out for mine. A clip came out. Uh, I think it was about a week and a half ago. I missed it last week. Um, <laughs> of this cop, I don't even know where. I don't even know where it was. Um. <laughs> oh, but he's got a traffic stop, right? Um, he's parked underneath a tree, on the curb. I'm pretty sure he had already arrested, um, the person that he had pulled over. Like I'm pretty sure he already had him in the backseat of his cop car. Yeah. In handcuffs. <laughs> and <laughs> he's walking by his car, and an acorn falls and hits the car yeah and he thinks it's gunfire he thinks he got shot at um this dude this dude this grown ass man um gets so scared by this acorn hitting the top of his car uh that he drops to the ground rolls around like he's on fire screams multiple times shots fired shots fired i'm hit um, I think you know if he got shot. Uh, and then Maybe. unloads his whole clip 
the entire clip of ammunition that is in his pistol into the back of his own car. Yeah, you're stupid. That's dumb. <laughs> That's dropping the ball <laughs> at the biggest level. <laughs> like, at the police it's, level. It's like it's almost bad enough that like it's hard to watch. Like not because anybody dies, not because like I, I'm pretty sure that even though he shot at his own car, the person in the car was safe. Um, but like, like it's it is, it's sad, it's mm-hmm. sad. Uh, but it is also, like it's hilarious. It's yeah. the type of shit you'd see in Reno nine one one. And that that show. Is not real. That show is not real, by the way. Despite popular belief. Yeah. Um, It's, I mean, like, it's, it's, you can't write comedy bits about cops better than that. I mean, like, I'm hit. I'm hit. Pop, 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 pop. And it's a fucking acorn that hit the top of his car. Probably didn't even leave a dent. Dude, like, if you go and watch it, like, you literally, it's, you can barely hear the acorn. Like, I don't know how the fuck he thought that was a gunshot. Yeah, you showed it to me and I was like, yeah, is that? like you like you have to like list like quiet room volume all the way up headphones in even maybe he's crazy dude and like to l- hear it hit and he was like I'm getting shot at holy shit I'm getting shot at um well if you're walking on the street and an acorn falls off a tree and hits you I promise it's not a bullet yeah don't scream open fire um, don't scream shots fired um you weren't shot <laughs> You weren't shot at. Um, it was just a little nut. A little nut. Um, phrasing. Uh, and, um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. We don't, yeah. We talked about the Royals. Talked about the Royals. A lot of stuff. Chief season's over. Chief season's over, but we got the final W, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're talking about the Royals. Uh, one of the best teams in baseball. One of the, not one of the, the best team in baseball. Your 2024 World Series winners. That's how we're stopping. Will Smith did play on the past three World Series winners. He's came here. I'm just what saying. What are you saying? I'm just saying. Okay. We're talking pitchers next week. And until next time. Don't drop the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>